Queen's Men. For the first time, authentic stories of the world-famous Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Tales of men who, for almost a hundred years, have helped to keep the peace in Canada. The Queen's Men. Bainton and Ronica, they were the toughest customers I've ever had to deal with in my 25 years on the force. You've had some tough ones, I guess, Commissioner. You bet I have. But those two, well, they seemed superhuman the way they gave us the runaround. How did they operate? Well, I, I remember the way the, they first came to our attention. I was on an inspection visit to Detachment C in Edmonton, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to stay on the case. So I'm not right up on all the details. I turned it over to Sergeant Gardner, and he carried on from there. But uh, it was while I was in his office one afternoon, talking about uh, this and that. That new man you sent us, Commissioner, Corporal Hunter. Say, he's a real asset. I'm glad to have him. Yes, he seems to me to have outstanding ability. A real knack for investigation. Yes, indeed. He seems to be able to get information out of people without them suspecting what he's up to. He was a tremendous help in cracking that last robbery case. Yes, uh, that's uh, just what I want to talk to you about, Sergeant. Let's have a look at your theft records. How's the situation been recently? Oh, petty thefts mostly. There's been quite a series of them, as a matter of fact. I'm putting in as many men as I can to try and crack down on them. There are too many thieves pulling jobs and heading for the border. I don't suppose the United States thinks it's for them. Well, myself, I'd like to see stiffer border patrols. The border officials are doing a good job of control on smuggling, but it's still too easy for a man to get across. Well, what's the situation on narcotics? Well, that stays pretty steady. As soon as we put one out of business, another outfit springs up. My main concern is... Oh, excuse me, sir, will you? Certainly. Sergeant Gardner speaking... Hunter here, Sergeant. Reports just come in from Carrington Furriers. You know them? Why, yes, that big outfit over on Hooker Street. Yeah. Well, they're pretty excited over there. Just went into the storeroom for something and found the place was robbed during the night. Another robbery, eh? Not like the ones we've been having, though, Sergeant. Nothing petty about this job. It looks plenty big. Hmm, how big? They haven't counted it up yet, but they want to know if we can send someone over. Uh, I'd better go. Thanks, Hunter. Shall I come along, Sergeant? Yes, call a car and wait for me out front, will you? Well, is this something big, Sergeant? Seems to be. Too bad we didn't get the report earlier in the morning. The trail may be considerably cooled by now. It's a fur theft, Commissioner. I'd better get straight over and investigate. Would you care to come along? No, I, I don't think so. Quite a few things I want to check here. Uh, let me know how you make out, though. I'll do that, sir. <laughs> I sure wish this hadn't happened while you were on inspection, Commissioner. We'd like to have been on our best behavior. <laughs> well, perhaps you'll apprehend the offenders today, Sergeant, right before my eyes. Make a real impression. Oh, this is terrible, Sergeant. We've never had a theft like this before. Uh, have you estimated the extent of the loss, Mr. Carrington? Oh, yes, yes, we have. It's over $3,000. $3,000 worth of valuable, irreplaceable furs. What's that? Oh, it's our burglar alarm. I have the boys testing it to see if it's out of order. But as you can see, it's working fine. 
That's what I don't understand. How could they get past that burglar alarm? Come along, Hunter. Let's have a look around. Excuse me, Sergeant, but I've been taking a look around this room. What do you think about that skylight up there? Hmm. Quite a drop. Yes, but this is a clever job. There's no way around a burglar alarm, and they must have known it. They could have rigged something to get them through the skylight and down into the storeroom. You're right. It's possible. Let's inspect the alarm at the various doors, and then we'll take a look on the roof. Oh, Sergeant, uh, you are going to catch them, aren't you? I hope so, Mr. Carrington. Certainly we'll do everything we can. <laughs> we don't like this sort of thing any more than you do. Well, they were able to establish that entry had been made through the skylight. But beyond that, the trail was cold. There was not a single clue. And after a few days, I had to return to headquarters in the east. Sergeant Gardner kept in touch with me through the following months, during which he and Corporal Hunter conducted an intensive search, but with no results. That is, until a report came in three months later from detachment headquarters in Calgary. Here's something interesting, Sergeant. Yes, Hunter? What is it? A detailed report from Inspector Warren in Calgary. Retail furriers there have started complaining that some furs are being sold from a local hotel. They've demanded to know whether a license has been granted. And has it been? The inspector says he investigated it and found it hasn't. Oh, selling furs without a license, eh? We've sent Calgary all the dope on this Carrington fur robbery, and I guess they're wondering if there's any connection. Yes, just what I was wondering. I figured whoever pulled that job would try to start unload those furs any time now. Does the inspector say if he's investigated these people? No, he's giving us first crack. Well, then, let's take it. Pack your bag, Hunter, and head for Calgary and that hotel. I wish I could go with you, but I may be needed here. So you're on your own, and good luck. Keep you a moment, sir. Some people are so insistent. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yes? Yes, I have checked. No, I'm very sorry, sir. I haven't a double room available for the 14th. Convention week, you know. Yes. Oh, we're booked up solid. Sorry, we can't help. Goodbye. <laughs> oh. Now, sir, may I help you? I hope you don't want a room. No, just some information. I believe one of your rooms is being used as a showroom for furs. Oh, yes, 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 indeed. May I have the room number, please? Oh, certainly, certainly. Uh, 1016. Very nice young pair of salesmen, too. Fine fellows. You like them, I'm sure. I'm sure I will. How do you do? I'm told you're offering some fine furs for sale. Fine is the word for them. Come on in. Come in. Thanks. Well, we've uh, just about anything you could ask for. Coats, neck pieces, stoles. What was that last one? A stole. Uh-huh. Of course. As in steel. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> now, uh, here on this rack are our coats. Um, take a look at this one. Very nice. And a very special price we're offering, too. Oh, uh, Sam... Uh, this is Sam, my associate. Sam, this gentleman's just dropped in to have a look at our fur. How do you do, sir? What is it you're most interested in? I'm interested in where you men got all these fine furs. Where? 
where we got them. Uh, well, that's not an issue the buying public is usually interested in. Oh, this is the first time... However, uh, I'm perfectly willing to tell you how we got them. We got them with the sweat of our brow. Trapped them, every one of them. You don't say. Yes, last year in Western Canada. Sam here and I, we made a four-month expedition. Then had the furs made up for the sale. I see. And uh, now that we've told you, uh, maybe you'll tell us something. Why, certainly. How come you're so interested? Part of my job. Just a routine check. I'm Corporal Hunter of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. A Mountie? Well, you're a crafty one, Corporal, coming in here posing as a fur buyer. I didn't say I wanted to buy anything. I said I was told you were selling furs, and that's quite true. I was told by our detachment here in Calgary. Okay, Mountie. What's the pitch? I'm sure there's nothing to be alarmed about, provided you can prove you trapped the furs yourself. Mainly, it's a little matter of a license. License? Hey, I'm, I'm sorry about that, Corporal. Do, do we need a license to sell from a hotel room? You didn't know that? Oh, I know. We thought it was only if we opened a store. I see. Well, there's no harm done. How about you both coming along to headquarters with me now, and we'll see about getting a license. Uh, well, we, we can't manage it right now, Corporal. We, we got an important client coming along in a few minutes. Oh, that's all right. I'll wait. Very pleasant room to wait in. I don't mind a bit. Well, why don't we do this? We'll take care of that license first thing in the morning. Oh, you mean you can put me up for the night? And you really mean it when you say you're going to stick with us? That's right. I really mean it. I think that's enough stalling now. You leave an open the door for that client of yours and let's get going. Okay, Corporal, you win. We better do what he says, Harry. Yes, sir. I'll just get my coat from the next room. I'll come with you. I'll wait here. No, Sam. I think you'll come with us, too. Let's just stick together and that way we'll all stay friends. Ronecker and Bainton, you say your names are? That's right. If you're not giving me the right names, we'll find it out, you know. It won't look good for you. Those are our names, Corporal. No need for us to give you false names. I hope not. Well, here we are. This is your headquarters? Yes, that gray building there. Quite a mob around the front door. Yeah, that automobile wreck that's just been hauled up, I guess. We bring them in sometimes for inspection. Gather quite a bunch of spectators. Now, I don't want to have to slap the handcuffs on you men. Just stay comfortable and don't cause me any trouble. Why, sure, Corporal. If you just walk in quietly with me, you won't attract any attention. Better for you that way. That suits us. Right. All out, then. After you, Corporal. Go ahead. Okay, sure. Now, then, we'll just... Okay, Corporal, don't move. This is a gun in your back. What? Stand perfectly still. Not a peep out of you or this crowd will really have something to look at. Why, you... Hey, what's happening down there? Stand back, all I right, say. All right, all right. All right. Just knocked out. Give him air. Now then, Ronecker. Why, where is he? Where is he gone? Honest, stand back there, Warner. Let me get through here. What? Why, it's you, Corporal Hunter. What's happened? Get this man revived and inside. The other one got away. Who? Ronecker. He's escaped in the crowd. He can't be far away. I'm going after him. Stand back. <laughs> It was a 
clever stunt that the two men, Bainton and Ronnicker, had pulled. And it worked. Of course, the gun that Harry Bainton threatened Corporal Hunter with was a fake. And Hunter soon realized it and swung on him. But uh, by that time, Sam Ronnicker disappeared into the crowd. Hunter quickly collected several men and went after him. But the man had vanished. There seemed no trace of him. Hunter went back late that night where they'd been questioning the other one. No luck, hey, Corporal? Uh, Jackson, I could kick myself falling for that fake gun stunt. <laughs> Lots of us have fallen for that one, Corporal. But they didn't take in for long. Long enough. Ronnicker's probably 100 miles from here by now. Well, what about Bainton? Oh, he's locked up. We didn't get much information from him, but we checked on their names and found they're legit. If they did pull that job at Edmonton, well, we should be able to pin it on them. I think they've already pinned it on themselves with today's action. We contacted Sergeant Gardner at Edmonton? Yes, I have. Uh, he's been trying to reach you by phone. I expect there'll be another call for him any minute. Well, the first thing we have to do is get that furrier Carrington down here to identify those furs. That's our main piece of evidence. At the same time, we've got to get Ronica. Uh, just a sec, Corporal. Maybe that's your call. Yeah? Yes, yes, this is Jackson. What's that, Bill? When? Is someone going over there? Right. Yes, yes, I'll tell him. Well, Corporal, Ronnicker may not be 100 miles away. Not yet, anyway. What do you mean? Oh, that was Bill. A report just came in uh, from a local dry goods store. Half an hour ago, someone broke in and stole a suit of clothes and a traveling bag and various other articles for travel. You think it may be Ronnicker? Well, it's just come to my mind. Who else do we know who'd be likely to make a trip? You're right. It could be. Well, someone's gone down to investigate. Look, Jackson, get in touch with CPR police immediately. Put a check on all trains going out of Calgary and surrounding stations tonight and tomorrow. Right. Uh, excuse me. Yeah? Yeah, it is. Yes, yes, he's right here. Yeah, just a minute. This is for you, Corporal Hunter. Sergeant Gardner calling from Eddington. Thanks. Get going on the CPR police, will you, Jackson? Uh, yes, I sure will. Hello, Sergeant. Well, Corporal, you mean having some excitement? Yeah, I suppose you heard one got away. Yes, that's too bad. Looks as though they've got something to be guilty about, though. Sure does. We're using all possible means to catch up with them. Hope we'll have good news for you by tomorrow morning. I hope so, too. I've just been in touch with Carrington to ask him to get up to Calgary right away to identify those furs. Good. The trouble is he's not sure he can get away immediately. What? Why not? Well, he's been ill and the doctor won't let him out of bed. But, Sergeant, if he doesn't come up here, if we don't have positive identification on those furs by the 14th, we've got no evidence against Bainton. I realize that. Bainton can secure his release on a writ of habeas corpus. I realize that, too, Hunter. I'm going straight over to see Carrington and the doctor myself. Look, Sergeant, isn't there any way we could take the furs to Carrington, ship them off to Edmonton tonight? You know we can't do that. Can't seize them until we have proof of ownership. We'll just have to hope for the best, I'm afraid. about the events later, there were two big disappointments in store for Corporal Hunter. He was a good man and had a lot of successes behind him in his short career. But any career is filled with disappointments. And it was on this case that the Corporal realized it. He was filled with fury at himself over the escape of Sam Ronica, and therefore delighted when the following report came in early the next morning. Oh, uh, Corporal Hunter... Good news. What is it, Jackson? Not, uh, not Ronnicker. Ronnicker himself. 
Your hunch was right. He was heading by train for the border and was spotted 5.30 a.m. by the CPR police at Dead River. They've taken him into custody. Good. That's great news. Well, it looks finally as if we might be going to crack this case. That sure does. Now, they want to know what to do with him, whether they should hold him or bring him back here. Tell them to hold him. I'm not taking any chances. I'll go for him myself. Right. I'll contact him right away. Oh, Bill. Jackson here. Get me the CPR police. Constable Hicks. A dead river. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wait. Well, Corporal Hunter, what's the next step? The next step is to get Carrington here from Edmonton to identify these furs. From there on, it's smooth sailing. Oh, just, just, just a minute. Just a minute. Hang on. Hello? Hello. Constable Hicks? Yes, Jackson. Royal Canadian Mounted Police Headquarters. Corporal Hunter says for you to... What? But how... But how could he... Yes, yes. Jackson, what's happened? Oh, he did, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's bad news. Very bad news. Yeah, but I'll tell him. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Sorry, Corporal Hunter. Tell me for Pete's sake. Hicks says he's sorry, but Ronaker has escaped. Yes, it was certainly a blow to Hunter. And as bad news often follows bad, it turned out that Carrington the Furrier was delayed a week in getting to Calgary to identify the furs. In view of the delay, Hunter had to release his other prisoner, Harry Bainton, on a writ of habeas corpus. His fine case had collapsed before his eyes, and it was a disconsolate corporal who returned to his detachment in Edmonton. Cheer up, Hunter. It isn't the end of the line yet. Not by a long shot. Well, it sure is one heck of a detour, Sergeant. Ah, that's true. Our business is full of detours. But they always lead back to the main trail. You'll see. After all, we have one big piece of evidence. Carrington did positively identify those furs as the ones stolen from his store. Yeah, it's true that we now know Bainton and Ronica are our men, now that we no longer have them. Well, you're right. The thing to do is to go after them again. That's right. We've been doing some investigating here while you were in Calgary. And we found that both men became quite friendly with the young social set while they were living here. Oh, is that so? Once we knew their names, we even managed to dig up a few snapshots. Here, have a look. Thanks. Mm, very good likeness. With your details of their descriptions, we have enough to prepare a circular. We'll send copies to all sheriffs and chiefs of police throughout the northern and middle states. Then you figure the way I do, that they've headed for the border. It seems the most likely. we found that Ronecker has a brother who's a successful insurance broker in Atlantic City. I think we should start our investigation there. Commissioner Cummings, RCMP Headquarters, Ottawa, from Sergeant Gardner, Detachment C, Edmonton. The two fugitives, Bainton and Ronica, have been traced and are in the vicinity of Atlantic City, New Jersey. Report from local officials reveals they have been stealing and selling high-priced cars. Bainton was captured by Atlantic City police but escaped on his way to police headquarters. During escape, Officer Murphy of City Police was shot and killed. And sending Corporal Hunter, by request, 
to immediately join in search on behalf of RCMP. And uh, this is Officer Pierce of our city force. Uh, Pierce, this is Corporal Hunter from Canada. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Glad to meet you, Corporal. We have a great respect for your force down here. Well, thanks, officer. We were sorry to hear about the loss of one of your men, shot by a Canadian. Ah, not your fault, Corporal. I feel partly responsible, nevertheless. I had the man in custody, and he escaped. He seems to make a career of escaping. We'll get him this time, Sergeant Chapman. Well, let's hope it won't take too long. Well, men, let's get down to business. Yeah. Is there any lead since the shooting yesterday? One just came in a few minutes ago from a doctor about 20 miles out of the city. Uh, Dr. Jeffries, he seems to have something urgent to tell us. He doesn't want to talk over the rural phone. Then let's go, men. I'm glad you officers got here so fast. I don't mind telling you I'm a little nervous. Why, Doctor? Well, I say, um, uh, Sergeant... Is it all right to talk to this man? His uniform is different from yours. Yes, it's perfectly all right. This is Corporal Hunter of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Oh, uh, Armandi. Well, I'm glad to know you, sir. What is it you're nervous about, Doctor? Well, uh, about reporting to the police. If this man ever found out, you see, he didn't seem very pleasant. What man? The man who came in yesterday with a wound in his knee and asked me to dress it. You see, um, it was a bullet wound. A bullet wound? What? What did he look like? Oh, he, he was quite young, about 25, I'd say. Fair, pretty tall. Uh, perhaps I can save you some trouble. Yeah, have a look at this snapshot, Doctor. Oh, thanks. Is that the man? Why, uh, why yes, uh, the very same. It's Harry Bainton, Sergeant. <laughs> Sergeant, Sergeant Gardner, can you hear me? Sure, I can hear you. Stop shouting. It's Hunter. I know it is, and I know you're phoning from Atlantic City. Now, calm down and tell me your news, if you have any. I sure have. We got him, Sergeant. Bainton and Ronnicker? Red-handed. But you've only been down there a day. Our luck has finally turned. We tracked them through a doctor just outside the city. Fortunately, he got the license number, and from that we discovered where they were hiding out. Just walked in and took them. Was there any shooting? Plenty. No one hit this time, though, thank goodness. I'm leaving tonight, bringing them home. Now, wait, wait. You're not bringing them along. You bet I'm not. No more heroics for me. We've got a convoy that'll knock your eye out. These boys have pulled their last escape. did the right thing in putting a good guard on Bainton and Wanaka, for they made three attempts to escape on their way back to Edmonton. There they were instantly locked up to await trial. Bainton for murder, and Wanaka for robbery and implication in murder. But the story wasn't ended, as everybody thought. About a week before that trial came up, the warden was showing a visitor through the jail. It's a uh, common practice to show this courtesy to interested citizens. And as he approached the adjoining cells inhabited by Bainton and Ronica... Uh, 
Now, this is number three cell block. It's for those waiting trial without bail. Oh, I see. Uh, how many cells here? Uh, just two occupied in this block at the moment. We usually have more in here, but uh, we got a couple of dangerous customers up the way here in cells five and six. Oh. They've been causing a bit of an uproar, so we moved the other prisoner out of this cell block. Well, that's very interesting. Five and six, you said, huh? Yes, um, these next two. Take my advice and don't say anything to them as we go past. Why, sure. Anything you say, Warden. Oh, Warden. Yes? Put up your hands and don't make a sound. Why? Get him up. That's better. Now then, where are the keys? I... I got any keys on me. Yes, he has Charlie. They're in his back left pocket. Thanks. Hi, Sam. Harry? We thought you were never coming. Come on. Get out and keep this guy covered while I open Harry's cell. With pleasure. Keep him up, Warden. You men won't get away with this. Nothing personal, Warden. It's just that we don't like the food. Now, get in there. In the, in the cell? Where else? Go on, get in. Now, we still have to get out of here. You got everything set up, Charles? Sure, nothing to it. I'm wearing two trustees' uniforms under my suit. <laughs> I thought you'd put on weight. Wait till I get them off. You two will put them on, and we'll simply walk out. Nothing to it. Well, there was more to it than they thought, as it turned out. They did get out as far as the gate, but there they were recognized by the guard who set up a cry. The men bolted, but they were soon surrounded... And they decided to shoot it out. Well, what happened then, Commissioner? Veronica was killed. Bainton lived to stand trial for murder of the Atlantic City police officer. And, of course, was found guilty and sentenced to death. Any more escapes? No. No more escapes. They were a clever pair. But in the end, they couldn't escape justice. And the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. <laughs> 